0: Hello and welcome to a little Thanksgiving episode of a Colts Podcast. My name's Brandon. A Colts Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated and a Horseshoe Huddle, presented by, funded by all zero dollars that it takes to make this show, Sports Illustrated Horseshoe Huddle. My name's Brandon. I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend.
1: Andrew Moore. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow we eat. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving to you too, brother. We got some football tomorrow, not, not Colts football, but we've got some football tomorrow and I'm excited to talk about this Colts matchup with you. Just as big of a game this Sunday as the Colts are welcoming the world champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers into Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, there's going to be a variety of Colts legends on hand because of Robert Mathis going into the Ring of Honor, and this is a big test for Indianapolis to see how they stack up with the defending champions. It's almost a sold-out crowd as of right now. I think there's only like single tickets available. Jim Merce said, so it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I'm excited to be there and excited to see see what the Colts can do against Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, it is going to be a good time. Um, I'm nervous. A little nervous for this one, but I'm excited. I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for Thanksgiving football. Um, I'm actually going to uh, Paige's grandmother's for most of the day without Paige. So that'll be fun. Uh, (laughs) And... uh, so I'll actually get to ignore everyone and watch football. Whereas, you know, when I'm doing stuff with my family, Brandon, can you do this? Brandon, can you do that? Looking to avoid all that tomorrow. Then family with my family, a uh, family Thanksgiving with my family on Saturday. Uh, won't have to miss any real football that day uh, to help out with Thanksgiving stuff. So, yeah, looking forward. Danny's to that. up
1: in South. Danny's up in South Bend, and I have to work tomorrow a little bit before I it's join my family. But uh, yeah but at least i will get to see my family and uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time seeing everybody eating a lot of food and uh yeah go I'm follow us on instagram
0: it. twitter facebook at a cult's podcast as i put it up over andrew's face yeah, uh, for uh yeah go follow us we're you know we're always tweeting the episode sometimes there's announcements like hey the episode's an hour early tonight because you know holiday we
1: and we decided that an hour ago hey uh, look
0: our buddy matt
1: oh she's gonna sorry, be matt. at the uh at the uh, Colts game on Sunday. So, hey, Matt, let me let me know where you're going to be sitting and maybe we can meet up. That'd be awesome to see our, our stats guy in person.
0: Stats, Matt. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Matt, and welcome. Thanks for joining. Colts, plus 135, hosting the Buccaneers, minus 155. I know we get a little boost for the home field, but I'm surprised by these numbers. Spread of three. Over or under 53. Why do they keep giving us an even? Maybe that hasn't. Maybe it's just this week. But, um, you know, give me that .5. It just doesn't make sense. If I hit a push, I'm upset. I'm not betting this game anyway. Um, Juju. But I would bet the over. I think i bet the over. I know there are two good defenses. This is what's been going on this year, and it happens sometimes throughout history. It happens in other sports, too, in, like, uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, Two really good stand-up guys seem to have a really boring... Uh, stand up fight, and they end up on the ground. Or two great wrestlers. It looks like they just boxed the whole time. So, uh, two great defenses. I think two pretty good defenses for the most part. Um, maybe it's just going to be a shootout. Any game this year with two great offenses has turned into a defensive struggle. Uh, so we'll see. But hit the over. Why not hammer it?
1: <laughs> you're you're always wanting to hit the over. Did the over hit last week in the uh, Colts? Sp- I'll Bills check. game? It was 50.5. I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure it
1: did. Yes, it did because yes there was 56 points scored. Okay. But yeah, it's it's going to be a tough matchup for the Indianapolis Colts. The defense played their best game of the year I think last week against Buffalo. <laughs> but, but it's a completely different type of game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're not going up against Josh Allen. You're going up against Tom Brady and Tom Brady has seen every single defense there is in his 20 years in the NFL you can't fool Tom Brady. So while the Colts I'm sure of it are going to, dis- to disguise their defenses and everything. It, it's going to be a completely different ball game as far as needing to get pressure on Tom Brady, being able to handle the weapons and everything else. So, uh, and I don't think that the Buccaneers are going to allow Jonathan Taylor to just run buck wild and get 200 yards either. So it's going to be a completely different game, but I think the Colts do have a chance to, to kind of shock the world again and, Really put up a fight with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday.
0: Three reasons this game's almost sold out. One, <clears throat> Robert Mathis going to the ring of honor. Two, the Indianapolis Colts hate Tom Brady, but they can't help but want to watch Tom Brady play football. Three, the reason they want to watch Tom Brady play football is because they want to see Tom Brady lose. So, there, I mean, there's three great reasons to be at this game. We're in the playoff race. New England's going to take care of business for us this week. Uh, but, yes, Robert Mathis, the scariest man alive, uh, is going into that ring of honor this weekend, and it's going to be a packed house for him. It's going to be real loud. Yeah. Not going to be able to hear his speech. Nothing.
1: I, I'm really glad because he was supposed to go in the Ring of Honor last year. And yeah. I'm really glad that Colts moved it to this year to to give. Give Robert Mathis the 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 ceremony that he deserves. Yeah. Not in front of a ten to twelve thousand dollar dollar ten thousand fans crowd in Lucas Stadium. Sixty three thousand fans there that could cheer him on, give him his loud ovation, and and I fully expect them to put him right next to Dwight Favini's name in the Ring of Honor. Ooh. So congratulations to to Robert Mathis. I heard a rumor that uh, Adam Vinatieri is going to be there to bang the anvil. So that'll be cool to see Vinny back in the building if that's true. There's going to be some other Colts legends that are back to see Robert go into the ring of honor. So it's going to be a pretty big atmosphere. And and how fitting is it that Robert Mathis, a guy that absolutely despises quarterbacks and despises Tom Brady more than anyone that, that I probably have seen publicly, and he's very verbal about it, go into the game, go into the ring of honor in the game that Tom Brady comes back and plays at Lucas Doyle stadium. Very fitting.
0: I know what I'll be listening to in the car on the way to Huntington tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Robert Mathis on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, thanks for that update, Matt. Stat guy, Matt. Even podcast stats. Appreciate that. Um, glad that Pat McAfee is your second favorite podcast. Um, yeah, you know what would be awesome? You know what I just thought about with this uh, Adam Vinatieri rumor. Do you What's know who that? I want to see hit the anvil soon? Is it Pat? No, no. I've seen him do that in person. I've seen him do it on TV. He's done it like seventeen times. No. All right, who who do you want to see hit the anvil? Phil Rivers. I would love <laughs> to see Phil Rivers come back uh, and hit the anvil. I think that would be absolutely incredible.
1: That would be pretty – that would be pretty – I think I would get a pretty good ova- ovation in Lucas Oil Stadium. I don't know how likely it is to happen, but it seems like they do bring back a Colts A Colts great. And, I mean, Philip Rivers is a Colt great, but he's beloved by the Colts fans now. Uh, Anthony Costanzo was actually there in the last game. Um, it was good to see AC back there, and, and it made me miss AC even more, uh, just imagining how he could be performing this year. But, yeah, I'm excited for Sunday. Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: Oh, he's back. Oh, God. We almost had another Sunday issue. He's with us. He's moving. almost lose you? He's not frozen. Oh, oh, oh boy.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was just about if, to say. If that would have happened. I was just about to say. It was, if this goes down, because I'm, I, I even double-checked Ooh. it beforehand, we should Ooh. be good tonight. Get your, get your, hey Get your then.
0: AirPods. Put them close just in case we cut out. Go to the phone. Go click the link. You can still join me, Andrew. It'll be fine. <laughs> Hilarious, guys! You uh, if you watched last weekend and saw me finish up the show alone, uh, go ahead and give me a round of applause. Uh, let's get talking about football. Uh, enough, uh, n- enough pillow talk here. Uh, we need, we need, we need to get some pressure on Tom Brady. Um, we talked about it the other day. We've talked about this. this personally. Obvious statement of all time. I know. We much. talked about. We talked about this. Uh, you know we've talked about this in person, we've talked about it over the years, we talked about it on the show even before we were talking about this game. The the number one way to beat Tom Brady. We probably talked about it before the Super Bowl last year. Number way, one way to beat Tom Brady is to get in his face, make him have to move his feet, not want I do not want to talk about his rush last week. It was awesome. Um but you got to you got to get him uncomfortable essentially. Make him uncomfortable. That's the one thing that for whatever reason still lusters him it still gets in his head
1: and not only to get pressure on him but get pressure up the middle because yeah. that tom brady thrives when he's able to step up into the pocket and and deliver those throws it, it's it's not just off the edge which obviously you'll need so Woody pay and, and al Qadim muhammad will still be still be very involved as well as kabocha Teray and Dio Dangbo but I'm looking at those two guys in the middle the two guys that are in the thumbnail today DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart and DeForest Mm -hmm. Buckner over the past couple weeks he's really started to come on and we're starting to see the all pro that we're used to DeForest Buckner has been creating pressure up the middle he's been able to be very disruptive up the middle and and that's what the Colts are going to need to really see they're going to need to have those guys like DeForest Buckner uh, Grover Stewart Taylor Stallworth who, who we haven't really talked too much about but I think Think we should taylor stalworth has been having really good success rushing the passer up the middle so that's definitely something we need to see and if the colts cannot get that interior pressure i think it's going to be a very long day because that will allow tom brady to sit back there and just pick apart his colts defense he did it all night against the new york giants when i was watching him on monday night football and i'm thinking to myself if, if this is what the colts defense didn't throw four do, touchdowns though he didn't throw four touchdowns, but at the same time he, there was, there was no chance that the giants were going to beat him and slow down that Tampa no. Bay offense without getting pressure on him. And they really didn't all night.
0: And yeah. And like you said, he thrives on being able to step up in the pocket and so many things can happen when you do that. Um, we see, we saw this week out of Brady. We saw this week out of uh, Wentz. If you're able to step up in that pocket, One, I mean, it just gives you so much more time all of a sudden, it feels like, to make a decision. Two, things open up because I I assume that long run by Brady was the Giants finally said, listen, listen, we know he's going to step up in the pocket. I'm not falling for that shit. Um, We're staying in coverage. So he said, all right, I'll just run straight down the field. Same thing, Wentz did the same thing this this past weekend. Um, So that's the key, getting the pressure up the middle making him move to his left or his right. He's not a very mobile guy. He can run in a straight line, but you're not going to see him escaping left or right very well. Um, not as well as Wentz can. If he does, he has a better opportunity to do something big down the field, I feel like, than Carson maybe. But he's he's one of the best ever. May,
1: maybe the best ever. Well, I don't think so, but maybe. Here, here's something you, yeah, that it, it kind of just popped into my head the way the Colts can attack Tom Brady as well is a little bit different than how they attacked Josh Allen last yeah. week. As far as, as far as a pass rush is concerned, because last week it was all about keeping Josh Allen in the pocket. You didn't want right. him to escape the pocket because of that threat with his exactly. legs. There isn't really a threat with Tom Brady's legs. I mean, yeah, there he has, he might have a rush here or there, but that's not a top of mind when you're facing Tom Brady. When you're facing Tom Brady, you're more about, like we t- already talked about, get pressure up the middle, just get him off his spot. So the Colts defensive ends can don't necessarily have to worry about necessarily containing the edge, setting the edge, and containing the co- Brady in the pocket they can really pin their ears back and just go and t- try to tee off on Tom Brady and and the Buccaneers offensive line too certainly no slouch I mean they've got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and that's what's allowed Brady to stand back there and, and really deliver the ball and stay clean these past two years is that they don't allow much pressure on Brady so the Colts de- de- pass rush while they, they have been ascending and they have Three weeks or so this is going to be another huge test and I think it's a, even a bigger test than it was last week against Buffalo because they're facing a, a near elite offensive line that Tampa Bay has and it
0: goes right into our next point Andrew the pressure has to come quick we have the opportunity to do that okay because Brady's legs aren't there but he doesn't need all day with the weapons he has in our secondary, to to be completely honest, so containing these weapons, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, um, and realistically, there there's more on that team. Um, I, it, the pass rush is going to have to get home quick because the secondary, geez. there it is. The secondary, <laughs> excuse me, uh, is not going to be able to hold up long against those guys.
1: And I I think the Colts. Secondary, as far as their coverage is concerned, what we saw last week against the Buffalo Bills, I think we'll see a lot of that. This week as well where the Colts will show one look and then go to a completely different look after the snap and it really confused Josh Allen and I'm sure they're going to try their best to do that against Tom Brady as well. So you're you're going to you're going to see that but something else that we also saw is we saw a lot more man coverage last week against Josh Allen we saw Rocky Ascent play very very well in, in in man coverage and and. My colleague Zach Hicks, well, our colleague, Zach Hicks, did a film review on it and and showed how Rock was how Rock had a really good had a really good performance against against the Buffalo Bills. That's something we can see. Kenny Moore had a great performance. I think Kenny Moore graded out as one of the top cornerbacks by Pro Football Focus in the league this past week. He had an over 90 grade, which is elite on their scale. And then Isaiah Rogers and, and Xavier Rhodes, whoever is rotating in at that other outside corner spot. I want to give it to Isaiah Rodgers. Xavier Rhodes played most of the game last week. And while Xavier Rhodes struck, stru- struggled a little bit, he did have that one tipped pass that ended up being Kenny Morris interception. So that was yeah. a good play.
0: But other but plays I, before
1: that, I said I met
0: I texted you earlier in that game, and I said, "Why is Xavier Rhodes on the field? Because he did right. not look good to start that game."
1: Right? He did not. He did not. And I was I was clamoring for Isaiah Rogers to be put in as well. The Colts defense can't leave or uh, Xavier Rhodes out there if he's continually getting burned by by like um, a Mike Evans or or a Chris Godwin, whoever they put on the outside there. So the Colts really need to be careful that they don't leave Xavier Rhodes out there for Brady to just constantly pick on him the entire game. So it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see. And, and I think that you will see what the Colts did. They will try to mix up coverage as best as they can, but obviously it's going to come eventually come down to winning those matchups and, and uh, going into the game, it's, it's not out of the realm to say that the Colts are at a great disadvantage in that just because, I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, you could go even some more, the Pro Bowl players, and the Colts, but outside of Kenny Moore, do not have a Pro Bowl caliber player in their secondary right now. No. No, they do not. Um,
0: and now I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know if there's much else to say. I mean, the, 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 this offense, I think it's going to come down to our offense. And I and somebody says it in the comments here, um, you know, it's going to come down to uh, if we get behind, can Carson keep up without JT? I don't know about, you know, without JT. I don't know if that's the right word. Because even if we fall behind a little bit, I think it's important to keep running the football. Um, But I don't think the defense, except for the pressure, I think the defensive line is going to be huge. Uh, but I don't think the defense is, is going to be play as big of a part as the offense is because the Bucks are going to get theirs. It's just like Kansas City. Um, they're going to get theirs more likely than not. Um, so the question is, can the offense keep up? And that's going to start with Jonathan Taylor against this defense, against that defensive line. Is he going to be able to dominate like he has the last few games?
1: Yeah, just, just real quick, last thing I'll say about the defense is – the Buccaneers—it's not like they're unbeatable, though. No. But we've seen a blueprint. They've lost of a couple. To, they've lost a couple of games, right? We've seen the blueprint of how to stifle that offense. I mean, Washington and and New Orleans just did it in back-to-back games. So I think the Colts can pull some yeah. stuff from that. Now, as far as Jonathan Taylor, obviously the the Bucks defense—all eyes are gonna be on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't they be after he goes for over two hundred scrimmage yards and five touchdowns? What? <laughs> the the Buccaneers have the number one ranked rushing defense in the league. They're only giving up about 74 yards a game on the ground. And I I didn't see the Buccaneers injury report, but Monday night v- Vita Veya, who is their big nose tackle, the guy that that really really is the engine behind this run defense for the Buccaneers, yeah. he didn't play Monday night, so I don't I don't know what his status is for for Sunday, but if he's not out there, that definitely helps this Colts team as far as running the ball. And, and I think you're absolutely right, though. We can't just, if they stop JT a couple times, you can't abandon can't the run. Abandon because that, then you're going to fall into the trap of putting everything on Carson Wentz. You're going to get too predictable if you're just throwing the ball all the time. And and then while the secondary of Tampa Bay is, is pretty banged up and they don't really have too many guys back there, you definitely don't want to become predictable. So I don't think Jonathan Taylor necessarily will dominate on Sunday. Do I think he can have a good game? Absolutely. I do. I, Jonathan Taylor is the hottest player and probably the best player in the NFL right now. So there's no reason why Jonathan Taylor can't still get over a hundred yards in a touchdown or two. But I do think it's going to need to be more complementary football than what we saw last Sunday as far as Carson Wentz in the passing offense being able to shoulder some of the load and not just relying on Jonathan Taylor to get another three to four touchdowns because I just don't see that happening. Well,
0: and it's not just about the big runs. There's a reason that the Tennessee Titans run him and run him and run him in reference to Henry. Okay? because the longer a game goes on and the longer you have to defend a guy like that in an offensive line like that the more and more it wears on you okay so i don't know i don't think we've talked about this but there's so many there's so many situations where it looks like Jonathan Taylor's not going to get anything up the middle even and the pile just moves with him you know, four or five yards when it just should not happen. You see, and it shouldn't happen. I know we've talked about that, but what we haven't talked about is that often the offensive lines push. Um, I mean, Quentin Nelson practically shoved Jonathan Taylor and an ent- the entire pile through. Okay, when the offensive line is happen is pushing you around like that and never stops pushing until the whistle's blown, that wears on a team. So we have to commit to running the football, the offensive line has to play a part in that and pushing the line and wearing down on that defensive line. And I think um, if if Frank can stay committed through the second half, I think it'll really pay off.
1: And and I I think you you just brought up inadvertently a really good point. Quentin Nelson, I, I, I think Quentin Nelson needs to be out there on Sunday. He didn't practice today. And, and I think that's, that's huge as I really think that while Chris Reed has played very well, Mark Lewinsky had a really good game. This Colts offensive line, it's just a different team when out there and in a game of this magnitude against guys like, cause you know, I mean, Dominic can sues on that off, on that defensive line Vita Vea, um, as a like Shaq Barrett. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, they've got some studs at pass rush there, and not to mention uh, Devin White and, and Levante David. They're, they're stud linebackers as well. Quinton Nelson, I, while he isn't playing maybe at an all-pro level, I would say, this year, he still has only given up I think one sack all year and five quarterback yeah. hits Quentin Nelson is still playing like pro bowl Quentin Nelson. Yeah. And, and whether, I mean, yeah, Chris Reed has played great, but he's, he's still no Quentin Nelson. And I, I think Quentin will have a huge role out there. I would be very shocked if Quentin doesn't play. I, I think he'll go out there in the Terminator brace and all with yeah. 10 pounds.
0: of
1: But Quentin will be out there. And I, I think that's going to be huge, but, but, And then we forget about Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines still has a huge role.
0: I want to see him and JT out there at the same time more. That was awesome.
1: That package when, when you have Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines out there at the same time it really creates problems for opposing defenses because not only can you run the ball, both guys can play are very, very good. Well, Naheem Hines, especially very good at receivers and very potent in the passing game. So it's like pick your poison. And that's where you can see Carson Wentz make those checks at the line, decide what play he wants to go into, whether it's a run or a pass. You just have so many more options when both of those guys are out there at the same time. So I expect that. I expect the the Colts to get their, their speed guys out there at times. And, and and on their home turf, it'll be indoors because my guess is the roof and the window are going to be closed. The Colts could turn it into a track meet as well. They have the ability to do that with the weapons that they have. Yeah,
0: that's a fair point. Um, stats Matt, if you can find me the success rate of the Colts offense with Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor on the field...
1: I might, we were, you're hired stats, official stats guy. We'll we'll bring him on the show for an episode.
0: Uh, There you go. Um, I'm sure he would love that. This this, (laughs) this, this incredible production. Um, All right, Andrew, true or false. Carson Wentz will need to lead the Colts to victory Sunday.
1: I'm going to go true. Uh, It might shock you, but I I think that if the Colts want, if the Colts are going to win this game, it's going to come down to uh, it's going to be a very close game. The Colts, obviously, I don't think they're going to run away with it if they do win, but we haven't seen necessarily seen a game-winning drive out of Carson Wentz, and I think if it's close like this, it might come down to that. A game-winning drive by Carson Wentz where it's not you can't just go down the field in, in six minutes with Jonathan Taylor and score a touchdown. There's going to probably be maybe – two to three minutes left, and you're going to need to see the best out of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz hasn't done that yet. He really hasn't let, been able to lead a game-winning drive. And and I think just the way that this Buccaneers defense is and where their weaknesses are, I think it's going to be on Carson Wentz to have a big game this weekend for the Colts to win the football game. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying 400 yards and five touchdowns, but I, I you could see a performance like 200 200- If he does that, along with Jonathan Taylor getting his normal workload, twenty carries for Jonathan Taylor for hundred yards, Colts are going to have a shot. But yeah, I, I do think that if the Colts are going to win this game, it's going to come down to Carson Wentz and how he plays on Sunday. True and false. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. you did. You, t- you took the me answer. The well, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to st- explain.
0: I'm going to explain. It's not going to. Okay. It's not a. It's not a cop out like you do. But uh, like, like you me, just don't yeah. want to answer. I I. He he cannot. It, it can't be last week, right? Where he just doesn't lose the game. It cannot be a game manager game. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I I'm not saying he's going to have to do everything. I'm not saying he's going to have to put the team on his back. He is going to have to play above average but somewhere wherever above averages for him before he hits hero ball on 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 the scale there uh as long as he keeps his head on straight he makes smart plays he's willing to let some stuff go when he has to he's willing to throw the ball away and not force stuff that's that's the way i need him to lead so true he needs to. He can. He he's going to have to lead the team to victory, but he's going to have to do it with with smart decision making, um, and, and playing a a little bit better than he has the last couple weeks, numbers wise. I do think it's going to take more numbers, um, out of him in the passing game, uh, to win, because I don't think Jonathan Jonathan Taylor is not going to do what he did last week. Is he going to rush over 100 yards? Maybe 120. Yes, I I would say so. All purpose 150, whatever. But, I, yeah, Carson Wentz is going to have to play more football. He's going to have to play better football.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I saw a lot of fans this week getting all upset with how Carson Wentz played. I was fine with it. And, I mean, he did exactly what the Colts asked. I mean, sometimes it's funny watching Colts fans criticize how we don't run the ball enough. And then when and Jonathan then, Taylor yeah, gets yeah. 30 carries, and goes off. Then it's Carson Wentz didn't do I enough. saw this guy that I
0: follow and follows me, and he goes, Man, I don't know if I should be more worried that Colts fans think Carson De- Wentz did fine when he went 11 for 20, or if I should be more wor- worried that he did it in general. Some shit. I'm like, He, like Frank Reich said, he had three, four, or five throwaways, too, out of those nine incompletions. So, I, I, what, when if, what I do we want? The
1: film- when I watched the film, he had a he had about three or four throwaways that I counted, and yeah. that would make that would make it eleven for sixteen. I would I would rather him throw the ball away yeah. than force it into coverage. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've been saying all year. Carson Wentz doesn't need to play hero ball all the time, and he wasn't asked to lead the team. If Phil Jonathan Rivers Taylor, would have done
0: the exact same numbers as Carson Wentz did last week, everybody nobody would be saying a word about it. Jonathan Not Taylor
1: was in the middle of a legendary performance you don't mess that up by saying oh well we need to get carson let force no, yeah let's force throwing the ball more frank reich did exactly what he needed to do and carson wentz did exactly what he needed to do he his role in that game was to be a game manager yeah he managed the game he didn't turn the ball over he got the colts into the right looks on offense whether it was running the ball or checking to a quick pass things of that nature and the Colts won that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how, uh- how they're performing, a win's a win in the NFL. So you're going to have some of those games where Jonathan Taylor takes over. You're also going to have some games where Carson Wentz has 400 yards like he did against the Ravens. Colts didn't win that game, but that wasn't Carson Wentz's fault. So would you rather have him go for 400 yards and the Colts lose in Baltimore? Look at Dak's numbers all
0: year last year before uh, he went out with his nasty injury. He had absolutely absurd numbers to start the year, and they had lost all but two games.
1: Pretty much, I think so. So, so I, I really don't have a problem with how Carson Wentz performed last week, but yeah. this week it is going to take a, a, a more complete performance out of the Colts passing game. And a guy we haven't even talked about all episode, Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. was pretty quiet last week because the, the passing offense wasn't asked to do much. But I think with this banged up, he had a key first down there, he did. But I, I think with this banged up Buccaneers secondary, Michael Pittman Jr could really take advantage and and if if they're trying to play everything short to not let Jonathan Taylor take over I mean, we might see T.Y. Hilton even yep. even get a big play. We haven't really heard T.Y.'s name too much, so I do think the passing offense will be qu- more involved quite a bit. And and I would stick by my statement. I think Carson Wentz, at the end of the day, is going to have to win the Colts this football game. It's just just a feeling, and just how this how this matchup is is setting. He up sure as hell can't
0: how, can't be the one to lose it for it. You know what I mean? Like right. he, if if he has a performance like that, I mean, we are going we can't overcome it. We cannot overcome an ugly game from him this week. Um, Two things real quick before we go into the X-Factor, Andrew. um, One, have you watched any of this Tom Brady documentary? Absolutely not. I'm going to have to. You got to watch it, right? Uh, You got to watch it. It's going to be good television. I probably will. But I did see a highlight. Um, He talks about Peyton. And he said, yeah, like, I that was a guy I looked up to, and yeah, so that that I wanted to beat that guy. Um, I know Peyton's not a Colt anymore, but obviously most of their rivalry and the start of their friendship was Colts. So I feel like Tom still knows, like when he walks into that stadium, there's going to be some yelling, there's going to be some uh, some booing. I feel like he still holds that I want to beat Indianapolis near and dear to his heart so he's going to bring his a game do not expect a shitty tom brady football game uh we're oh, gonna no. have to go win this one because he's not gonna lose it
1: i mean brady gets booed in lucas oil stadium when he's not even there a couple weeks <laughs> they just ago show Car- him on the screen <laughs> a couple weeks ago carson wentz put tom brady on his mount rushmore yeah. and the entire place started booing I, I was at peyton manning's call of fame acceptance speech and when that was manning awesome. said when he man, you were there too. When Manny said that Brady was there, the crowd started booing and it was mostly Colts fans. So it was
0: hilarious. And he and he like, and he, and we've talked about this, but he was like, What, what are you booing me? He knew it was coming. I mean, he knew it's, for sure.
1: It's going to be a very, it's going to be a playoff atmosphere in Luke yeah. Soil Stadium I'm on Sunday. I'm
0: excited. So it was the playoff atmosphere last week, like uh, Jonathan Taylor said. All right, Andrew, your X Factor. I think, can I predict it? Cause I haven't seen, have you posted this article yet?
1: No, I'm in the middle of writing it. Carson Wentz is what you're going to say. No? Carson, Carson Wentz is not my X okay. Factor. My X Factor, it's actually a little bit more obvious how we started out the show. It's DeForest Buckner. Fine, I try mine's not Grover to, Stewart. I try not to. <laughs> so I, I really tried this year to not do quarterback, but not to repeat an X Factor. And I've already done DeForest Buckner once this year, but at the same time... It, It's all. It's gonna come down to on that side of the ball if the Colts can get pressure up the middle, and that's gonna be DeForest Buckner. Yep. So if DeForest Buckner can have a game, can really wreck the game, and and get up in Brady's face, it's gonna make the life of the Colts a lot easier. But if not, and and he can't get through, and Brady has all time to throw, I think the Colts are in trouble.
0: Uh, I could say Grove, (laughs) to just go the opposite. You know what I mean? I think that pressure up the middle is a real big key. Um. Just maybe the defense. I was gonna go both middle guys. If you actually, if you picked something else, um, but I don't know. Maybe you can go Quitty Pay or either Edge. Whoever's on the end, Quitty Pay, and whoever the other end is. You know, if if they're op- able to create up create pressure up the middle, Buck and Grove, can the ends seal the deal? Can Quitty Pay get home a cut? Hey. Who better to get your first real mean sack against than Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Like another Michigan guy? A uh, little, little handshake afterwards? I don't know. Uh, but I, the the defensive line has got to get home, and they, they cannot do this whole like missed by a fingernail. You know what I mean? They've got to get their hands on Tom Brady and take him down.
1: Something to watch. We di- I didn't mention. I never it before. pick one player. I don't know if you've noticed that. I just never <laughs> never nail it down to one guy. You pick, you pick an entire group. That's fine. Something to watch though is the linebackers on on. Rob Gronkowski I mean Bobby O'Kariki and, and Darius or Bobby Okereke I'll get it eventually Bobby Okereke and Darius Leonard Darius Leonard on that bum ankle Rob Gronkowski could really torch the Colts if they're not careful and they're yeah. not making sure that he's well accounted for because I mean we give all the attention to the guys on the outside like Mike Evans who's who may be hurt but Chris Godwin those guys that's got to be I one of those know.
0: guys that uh uh Darius just wants to get his hands on and try to beat up a little bit right like he's going to want to he's going to want to stick
1: Gronk he he is it, it's but Darius obviously is not at 100% and to it, beat some this year it's tough when it, it's tough for him especially in coverage with that ankle so Colts really need to be careful that they don't allow Rob Gronkowski to just run those Take seams over. right up the middle and and catch those balls in between in between Darius Leonard and George Odom or whoever's playing that, that safety role.
0: Got to watch out for the Peyton Manning tight end play that Brady stole. Was that from the – Yeah, was very that, true. was that from, the top uh, The top 100 thing? Is that when they did – a couple years ago they talked about that?
1: They talked about it again on the Monday Night Cast where, did they? where Peyton and Eli. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't watch that one. I didn't see the one with Phil either, Um, at least not that part. I watched part of that game, but I went to bed. Um, uh, Prediction, Andrew, I've gone first a couple weeks in a row now, I feel like. Haven't
1: I? I think you went first last week. At least I don't remember. But I'll I'll go first. I'm going to go unfortunately with the Buccaneers, and here's why. You're supposed to
0: pick the Colts and say you got a good feeling, and then I pick the Bucks, Andrew, because that's what worked (laughs) last week, and that's what we do this week. You're an idiot.
1: Well, I didn't have. I had a good feeling last week. I, I I'm confident the Colts can make this a game. I'm not sure the Colts can close it out though, and I I hope I'm wrong. But Colts I just I'm, I'd say they probably I'd say there's a good chance they cover. I would not be surprised push. at all if they do. And probably maybe a push, but it, like I said, it's going to come down to that interior pressure. And and if the Colts can do that, I'm not surprised at all if they win. But if, if it doesn't happen and Brady's getting rid of the ball very, very quickly, I think the Colts defense could be in for a long day. And I'm not exactly sure if the Colts offense can necessarily keep up with that. So I'm going to go bucks, but it's honestly, I feel like it's a toss up right now. So I'm going bucks just because I've seen what Tom Brady could do before. And history says that Tom Brady will probably do it again. But I mean, Colts can be sneaky and the Colts are hot right now.
0: X-Factor Lucas
1: Oil Stadium. Oh, there we go.
0: Um I think uh I think we don't have much of a great chance and I don't think the offense is going to have a it's I don't think it's going to be because the offense can't keep up. I think it's cuz they're going to torch our defense so bad um that it's it's not really reasonable to expect the offense to keep up. I'm guessing probably Thirty-five to thirty-eight to twenty-seven ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. It's gonna, it's not gonna be pretty, probably. Um, and uh, I hope I'm wrong again. I would be happy to lose this one. Um, but yeah, that's it for the game. Um, Andrew is back. There he is, man. <laughs> you're gonna watch this. You're gonna watch this tomorrow or later, whenever you do it, and you're gonna go you're going to be you're going to be upset you're, you're going to like I, I freeze, am i free am a few i real You've not really times freezing here. that much that time and i mean Great. it even went black and gave me a little spinny guy other Colts snooze
1: we're, we're struggling over here i'm trying brother it's
0: fine i'm going to make fun of you no matter what i'm not upset but i am going to make fun of you do we have injuries to report what's what, what do we got injuries
1: yes yeah, so i didn't unfortunately i did not put it in the outline for you to see but i've got it here on my phone um the Colts really not not a bad uh, not a bad injury day on a Wednesday here before the before the Buccaneers game. So the only guy that didn't practice was Quentin Nelson with that ankle injury. Guys that were limited today were T.J. Carey with a knee, T.Y. Hilton with a toe injury, and Darius Leonard obviously with the ankle, and that's it. No guys were held out for rest. So only four guys on the Wednesday injury report. That's, that's a pretty good sign. So, yeah. and I'm, I honestly, I don't have any concerns with those guys playing. I think Quentin Nelson does suit up yeah. even, th- even if he doesn't practice this week, I think that Quentin Nelson probably does suit up. So, um, they're going to need him. They certainly are against this number one ranked Buccaneers, uh, rush defense.
0: All right. Other Colts news. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor named AFC Offensive Player of the Week for his performance against the Bills. 32 carries, 185 yards, rushing, five total touchdowns, 204 total yards. Big whoop.
1: Happens every week. Breaking news. Breaking news. Jonathan Taylor has been named the second ever MVP, Nickelodeon Valuable Player. Just like after now, you like that. The first ever Colts MVP, the second ever MVP, Jonathan Taylor for his performance on Sunday.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, we
1: that's need awesome. a uh, we need a sound bit of a, a like a Stone Cold saying what or
0: no? Nope, we can't. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of somebody else's thing.
1: The uh, PMs yeah.
0: show yeah, yeah, a little bit. All right. Makes That's why I just I, I kind you know it, it's just it's where all of our inspiration came from. It's the reason we're doing a <laughs> podcast. But you know, I mean, we can only do so much. Um, yeah. So good for JT. Good for JT. Obviously, was going to happen. I don't can is he FedEx Ground Player of the Week again, or they just say, uh, can we pick somebody else for once? Um, Colts sign cornerback Anthony Chesley, cornerback Brian Poole, and wide receiver Isaiah McKay McCoy to the practice squad and release cornerback oh Pete Keys, oh not Bo Pete, uh and wide receiver <laughs> Tariq Black from the practice squad.
1: So Brian Brian Poole's a little bit interesting. He was a nickel corner for the uh the Saints and played pretty well, so Colts have a lot of like veteran defensive backs in their practice squad right now, just in case, never know. All right.
0: Talking about week 11 uh, games that we missed. And the week 12 slate of games. Week 11, tr- Sunday night, Chargers beat the Steelers. Is that right?
1: Yeah, 41-37. Did. did you watch that game?
0: No, I did not.
1: <laughs> you went straight to bed like an old man. It was a fantastic game. Justin. Yeah, Herber- I was not interested
0: in that football game.
1: Justin Herbert had 390 passing yards, had nine or three hundred and seventy-three passing yards, something like that. 93 on the ground. Absolutely tore it up. But it, it actually became a pretty close game. The Steelers almost came back. So the all says, of these losses, though, he had 90%. Who had 90% check. of what?
0: Of the I'm FedEx sure. ground player of the week
1: votes? That's oh yeah, I means. think so. Yeah. Um but yeah, Justin Herbert made a hell made a or had a hell of a game. And with all these AFC losses by by various teams, like the Steelers, uh, the, the Browns, the Titans, all these, all these teams that were losing, it's making the AFC playoff picture very, very exciting right now.
0: Yeah. Uh and hey, we're gonna talk about it, but Titans, Patriots, that's gonna make our AFC picture a little brighter, I'm hoping. Uh Buccaneers beat the Giants. We talked about that. 30 to 10. No surprise there. Um honestly, and most of that work was done in the second half, it feels like. I really needed Brady to step up and score, you know, three more, two more touchdowns. But you know he anytime <laughs> I bet on Brady to do something, he never happens. Never happens. Pisses me off. Seems like okay. it. Um, all right. Let's get into week, 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 week twelve.
1: Oh, so gotta, let's go over the pick em standings real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead and read it off for the people, Brandon.
0: So Brandon is uh 98 and 66 at 60%. Andrew has taken his first lead of all time. I feel like, uh, I was 164 a weeks ago. first to hundred wins the race to hundred. If, uh, you bet Andrew to win the race to a hundred, uh, congratulations. You won zero money because that line existed nowhere. He's at 61%. It's just a matter of time before I catch up. Let's go ahead and get started on uh, Thanksgiving games, Andrew. Chicago Bears at the always hosting Lions. Hey, by the way, I like telling this story. The reason the Lions and the Cowboys get to host a Thanksgiving game every year, fun fact, back when the NFL decided they were going to do a Thursday game, sorry, on Thanksgiving, uh, they offered up these games to every single team. And the Lions and the Cowboys were the only ones that volunteered. And then thir- th- Thanksgiving games blew up and the NFL promised the Lions and the Cowboys a game every Thanksgiving uh, because they were the only teams that stepped up to play that game. Um, so now they get a home
1: game every year. Fun fact. All right. That's a, that's a great story. Now, before we start, look who chimed in. Well, hello. My beautiful fiance, Danielle, has entered Your the chat. Your beautiful jet. fiance? Beautiful. Did there, that internet cut out again? No,
0: you said beautiful fiance is what you happened. Get it.
1: My beautiful fiance. <laughs> Hello, Danny.
0: We're going to go. Me and Andrew are going to go get hammered tonight.
1: Absolutely not. I work tomorrow.
0: Uh, So Chicago at Detroit, Andrew.
1: I'm going to Chicago Um, because I think Andy Dalton against the Lions. I don't think the Lions are going to be able to keep up with the old red rocket, especially since Jared Goff is out. I mean, I don't have any hope for the Lions anymore, so I'm going bears pretty easily.
0: Yeah, I'm going uh, Bears as well. Raiders at Cowboys. This one scares me a little, but it, I mean, the Cowboys have got cheese eating nuggies. That's great. Uh, the Cowboys have <laughs> got to win this football game. If the Cowboys do not win this football game, I'm going to be losing a little faith in the Cowboys, and I've been nice to them this year. I, I've I've said nice things, so they got to win this football game against the Raiders.
1: And I think they will. Uh, The Raiders just haven't, they started out hot. It seems like they do every year and it's, they're starting to come back to the pack again. I think they're, they're now 500. And I think this is a game where the Cowboys can get back on track after losing to Kansas city. So I'm going Cowboys.
0: Uh, Same deal. I picked the Cowboys as well. If I didn't already say that the bills at the same, same situation here, this is where the bills have to get back on track and they will
1: I think so, too. The Saints, obviously, are Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Uh-oh. Stats, Matt. Alvin...
0: Stats, Matt. Matt Stats. Robinson, doubtful. Hicks out and Mack out. Does that change your mind about that game
1: with the Bears, Andrew? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think the Lions <laughs> are going to be able. I don't think the Lions are going to be able to, uh, to handle that. But back to the Bills, Saints. Like I said, Trevor Simeon at quarterback, not good. Alvin Kamara out again. Not good. Mark Ingram questionable. Bill should win in a route of of New Orleans.
0: Uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati.
1: This one's tough. I think it's going to be an old classic. AFC
0: AFC North. AFC North. Oh, my God. This is
1: unbelievable.
0: Now I'm out. What is going on? (laughs) I can.
1: Maybe it's me tonight. You're all frozen. Okay, uh, there we go. We're back. I'm going Bengals. Let's get this done before we completely quick! go out. I'm going Bengals.
0: I'm also going to go Bengals. I was hoping to get one there for you. We both picked the Bucks. Uh Panthers at Dolphins, Andrew. I
1: think this game is going to be closer than people think. I'm going to go Panthers just because, I, I mean, the Dolphins are on a, a t-
0: Oh, my God.
1: Go out again. Yeah,
0: here we go. Dolphins are on a
1: two-game winning streak, but I'm going Panthers.
0: I'm going Dolphins at home. Ooh, I'm going Dolphins interesting. at home. Titans at Pats. I'll go Patri- Patriots. Patriots. Patriots.
1: I I'm going because I the Patriots are hot right now, and and I think normally I would pick the Titans, and the, you know what, the Titans will probably win because we're picking the Patriots, but the Titans offense just looks completely lost right now without Derrick Henry. And I need to see Ryan Tannehill kind of prove that he can have a really good performance without Derrick Henry back there.
0: Also, we need the Patriots to win. So yeah, <laughs> that's another reason. Uh, I, I never thought we'd be back in the picture for the AFC South. And here we are, um, Eagles at Giants. I'm going Eagles.
1: They look good. I'm going e- going Eagles as well. Nick Sirianni doing a hell of a job there in Philadelphia and the Giants, I mean, I watched the Giants Monday night. Man, they're a bad team. I'm going Eagles.
0: I don't think the Eagles would uh, have a near-the-success with uh, Peterson as they are uh, Mr. Sirianni. I don't think Hurts would be having as good of a year. So They do still have a losing record, but let's give them a break. Falcons at Jaguar. You're picking this one first because I, I have to know. Falcons at Jaguars.
1: <sighs> Man, I... I can't pick the Falcons, but the no. Jaguars are bad. I can't pick the Falcons, but the Jaguars are bad. This is a terrible game to pick for me. This is this is where you're going to get the lead back. I'm going opposite this of you alone. on this one. I'm going Jaguars because I like the defense. Changing my pick to the Falcons because I like their <laughs>
0: defense. Uh, I'm just going opposite of you on this game. Seems like a safe bet. <laughs> seems like a safe bet for me. Falcons, uh, jets at Texans. I'm going jets.
1: Ooh, why? Why is that?
0: Just a feeling in the wind. Probably <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going Texans. I think Tyrod Taylor is, is going to lead the Texans to a victory over the jets who, man, the jets are even worse than the, uh, than the giants right now. So I'm going Texans.
0: Chargers at Broncos. This one feels like the chart one that the Chargers just blow, but I can't pick against them. I can't pick the Broncos, really. So, Chargers.
1: I'm going Chargers as well. Um I would like to see the Broncos win. That'd be nice for the the Colts playoff picture, but again, Justin watching and the kids on a roll right now.
0: This next one's awesome cuz I cuz of something I just saw. This game's hard to pick. Um Rams at Packers. I just realized why I'm gonna pick the Packers. Okay. AFC or NFC North re you know, rivalry rematch between Aaron Rodgers and former Detroit Lions quarterback Matt Stafford. And after the game, Aaron Rodgers is gonna walk up to walk up to Matt Stafford and go, I still own you.
1: I own you. <laughs> i think bad toe and all the packers are going to win in green in green bay um and that's that's the simple fact of it it's in green bay la is going to have to be out there in the cold la doesn't have a very good running game and uh it's knowing green bay at the end of november it's probably going to be a little bit windy too so i'm going green bay
0: yep and vikings at 49ers
1: the people are on the 49ers I'm on the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings in San Francisco this week. The Vikings have looked really good. I know the 49ers have gotten a couple wins under the, uh, wins under their belt, but the Vikings just beat the Packers. So I mean, could be a little bit of a letdown game, but I've got faith that Kirk Cousins and and Justin Jefferson are going to light it up against the 49ers secondary.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm actually with you. Kirk Cousins might be in the MVP combo. Um, I think Vikings are going to win. I think the Vikings are going to win. Um, what's next? I'm picking, picking the highest scoring team at the moment.
1: Browns at Ravens. Um, I'm going to go Ravens. The Browns are starting to struggle and the Ravens, while they haven't looked, I mean, they haven't been impressive. They've still been able to win games. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Baltimore.
0: Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the Ravens as well. I saw something already, already people are talking about, should the Browns consider a new quarterback? You know, should the Browns consider Baker Mayfield next year? No, he's hurt. He looks like shit because he's hurt. Um, but, yeah, still the Ravens are going to win this football game, and I don't have a doubt about that. And What's that's your, it. What's what?
1: your score for the, uh, well, there's we've got one more game.
0: Did we miss one? Oh yeah. Seahawks Monday, at the Washington I, football team. Seahawks.
1: Going Seahawks. I don't think they lose another game, uh, even though the offense has not looked good. The Washington football team hasn't looked good either. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Seahawks. And what do you got for the score for the Ravens game? Ravens, I'm gonna go 24 17. Ravens. 24 mm-hmm.
0: 17. And then who am I picking to score the least amount of points? The Giants. Um, I got Seahawks oh. 33, football team 23, Browns 10, Ravens 24.
1: You know who I'm going to pick to score the least amount of points? The Falcons. Picking the Falcons against the Jaguars. Jaguars are going to shut it down. I got Dallas to score the most, Giants to score the least. I have Dallas as well to score the most points this week.
0: All Dude. right. News around the league. Uh Broncos and wide receiver Cortland Sutton, this is great for him and great for them. Agree on a four-year 60 million 60.8 million extension, 34.9 million guaranteed. Good for him. He's a good receiver.
1: He's a very good receiver and it was it was sad to see him tear his ACL, but the kid's come back and he's been dominating. He's been the easily the best offensive player for the Broncos. I hope they get him a competent quarterback someday so that way he can really flourish and, and become a pro bowler.
0: Yep. Uh, Saints and quarterback Taysom Hill agree to a four-year <laughs> $40 <million> deal, <laughs> $40 million deal extension, uh, $20 million guaranteed. What do you think about that?
1: Man, they'll just give anybody $40 million in the NFL nowadays. That's pretty terrible. That's, That's- I mean, for... I mean that's that backup. I,
0: this surprised me. I did not know this until I looked at it just now.
1: That's that's backup quarterback money for Taysom Hill, and you know he's a backup quarterback.
0: <laughs> um, Giants fire offensive coordinator
1: Jason Garrett after two seasons. Where's he land? Hopefully nowhere. He's a garbage coach. Not good. Not good. He was bad. I mean, just watching that Giants offense, it. It looks it looked dis- just discombobulated. Nobody was getting open. The offensive line couldn't block. The play calls were terrible. Daniel Jones, I've, I, I mean, I was on the Daniel Jones train. I had some confidence in him. I think it's time the Giants look for a different quarterback. That guy has not gotten any better since his rookie year. He really hasn't. The Giants are going nowhere with Daniel Jones at quarterback.
0: Daniel Jones can come be our backup quarterback.
1: Backup, I said. Yeah. yeah back up. See about that back up. Back, up. I, back up roll with Sam Ellinger there we go oh
0: yeah I, d- hey look good on Sunday what do you have one drive ran the ball first down boom just like that
1: he did I don't know if he threw a pass I don't think he did just handed the did ball not, off and had a run did not did not throw a
0: pass um all right let's move along too.
1: <laughs> bad beats
0: boy do I have a big one for you today Andrew Bad Beasts with Brandon. We're going to do a little Never going to win parlay. This one, I couldn't believe. I could not believe the amount at the end. Chicago Bears minus 145. Dallas Cowboys minus 335. Buffalo Bills minus 250. Tennessee Titans plus 7. Plus 7. Philadelphia Eagles minus 180. Pittsburgh Steelers plus 4.5. Miami Dolphins plus 110. New York Jets plus 125. Jaguars plus 110. Uh Los Angeles Chargers minus 145. Vikings plus 150. And the Baltimore Ravens minus 190. All for a big fat total of 12 picks at plus 109,0. $5 would win $5,455.02. I'll give you that two cents, Andrew, when I win. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for Bad Beats with Brand. We're not even going to get through the song. We're going to play the outro. Ching, ching, ching. Uh, can you guys tell that I have uh, stuff to do tonight? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Very professional. It is extremely – listen, I love this show, but it's Thanksgiving. We got family stuff to do. We got drinking to get done. Um, if you're not hungover on Thanksgiving, you're not over the age of 21. So <laughs> – That's just the way way it goes. Uh, Go follow us on all of our good old uh, social media. At a Colts podcast. That's at A-C-O-L-T-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I literally changed the name of this podcast so I wouldn't have to do that. Uh, But I did it anyway. For the
1: fans. Anything for the fans.
0: Uh, Andrew, any closing statements?
1: Just have... Hopefully everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm thankful for you, brother. Thankful we get to do this podcast. Thankful that we started it a year and a half ago, and now we're with Sports Illustrated. Pretty wild ride. I'm go quite Colts. thankful
0: for Peyton Manning, beer, beautiful women, but specifically my fiancé. Thankful for you. And I'm also thankful for this podcast and Sports but Illustrated. A Have a memory, good day. Good go Colts.
1: Remember, A legacy is only worth one when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football. Go Colts.